Okay, recording? Yep. Here we go. Here we go. The alien and the... Black guy. <laughs> this feels like one of those game shows where you just start <laughs> filling in. The alien and the Trekkie. The alien and the black guy. <laughs> Sounds like the setup of, setup of a joke. You know, the alien and the black guy walk into a bar and... <laughs> You never know. What do you want to? What do you want to be? I have no clue. I, I really, yeah. I just, I just don't know. I have not put enough thought into this. But also, I'm, I'm bad at things like this. I mean, the first, the, the alien and the black guy is funny, but is it? <laughs> is it culturally sensitive? Is that really? Yeah, it's culturally sensitive. And is that really what you want to go by? I don't, I don't know. That's why I'm like, don't, don't brand anything right now. I don't, I don't know. Um. We'll see how Twitter reacts. Um, somebody, uh, uh, Katrina keeps throwing out Star Trek references because I was like, maybe the a- the alien and the Trekkie. That actually fits a little bit more inside because you, if you're an alien then, and I'm a Trekkie, then uh, that works a little bit. Uh, tribble. I don't know what a Tribble is. You must be a Trekkie <sighs> too, Katrina. Yes, Katrina obviously and the Borg. The Borg is great. There's a... Um, um, on the new Star Trek series Discovery, they created this spinoff show called Short Treks, where they do little 10-minute adventures in the Star Trek universe. And they did one on the origins of Tribble. In case you didn't know, Katrina, you must go watch. Sorry, that was a real nerd thing. <laughs> I'm like, in episode 204... <laughs> There is a a lot of uh, nerds that listen to the Liturgist podcast. Okay, there's a significant there's a, there's like a a substantial Dungeons and Dragons chapter. Oh, really? I've never done D and G. Is that what it's called? D and D and D D and D and D. How have you and I never done D and D? We seem like prime candidates. Do we? I think I'm a little cooler, but <laughs> <laughs> so oh. grandiose. <laughs> oh God, I'm a, just, just a insulting. little. I'm nerdy in some and ways. Supposedly, I know some really cool people that are into D and I'm sure you do. I'm sure but, you do. You know, and it sounds kind of fun. I don't know. It is super. I'm, nerdy. I'm open to try. Um, our friend Katrina said she was a Next Generation fan, but open to anything. Well, if you're open to anything, Katrina, make sure you watch the new Star Trek Discovery. Since we're social distancing, it'll be a great binge, and the new Star Trek Picard. Since you like. Next Which, generation. Do you like Picard a lot? I love Picard. It's really? Like, I haven't watched it yet. I mean, it, I love Captain Picard. If you love Captain Picard, you're going to love the new show. because okay. it's. But it's different, though. Like, it's 20 years later. He's old. He's kind of jaded. He's a lot funnier. He doesn't work for Starfleet anymore, so he gives no fucks. And uh, he's kind of like breaking the law and being a little bit of a rebel. So Okay, I don't know if, if it's just like the advertisements and the posters, but to me, how does... Patrick Stewart looked like the same age that he was 30 years ago. He, he looks a, a lot more older. It's funny. He did really? look old when we were kids. When we were kids, yeah, he, was, he our... was an old man when we were <laughs> children. Let me. It's actually worth a dive because I think he was in his 40s when he did Next Generation. No. no. Yeah, he just no. looks. Some, some people just look old. Like, oh, my God. In my mind, he's always been 80 years old. <laughs> No, he was like able to run and do his own stunts in the '90s. Now he can't do stunts. <laughs> well, but he still looks the same. He does. He just has more wrinkles, and he's like a little more frail and slower. Okay, so he's 79 now, which basically means if he was doing this 20 years ago, then he was 
uh, 50. So he was like probably like late 40s, early 50s when he started Next Generation. Katrina also asked, have you been watching Patrick Stewart reading sonnets? No. Yeah, he's been doing it on his Instagram. That's um, great. He's in, he's like an old Shakespearean actor. So there, he does the Christmas story. I believe it's the Christmas story. Every year he rents out like a theater, does the Christmas story with like dozens of characters all by himself as a one man show. Now that's, wow. in, that's incredible. Um, okay. So we, we need, this is the format of the alien podcast is the two pieces of information that we kind of need to do the podcast, the moniker of the guest and a word for the week. Moniker for the guest. Maybe, maybe Picard can be our word. How do you feel All about right. that? That's fine. Um, a- but we need your moniker still. Well, let's just let's make it a uh, the Trekkie for right now, um, for this week. The alien and the Trekkie. Okay. You think that's a turn off for people? Is that too deep a cut? No, I, I mean it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> it's it's whatever. This podcast is not meant for the masses. This podcast. It's is, not. No, this podcast is for the the inner circle. So whatever makes you feel, whatever makes you feel happy. Whatever makes me feel alive. Okay, how about we'll do it. Um, yeah, I feel fine with Trekkie. that. Trekkie yeah. and then Picard is the is the word. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll, it's nice when we can keep coming back to the word. We don't have to. The podcast doesn't have to be about Picard, but it's kind of our guiding light. Well, I can talk for a million years about. <laughs> captain picard so i just don't want any spoilers for the new show true I, I i'm happy to hear why you love captain picard well i mean who who doesn't he's the moral compass that we all need in our lives uh that's also kind of real talk the reason why he decided to bring the character back because he said uh in a few interviews with variety or hollywood reporter one of them that uh you know when he does a franchise that's really big like the star trek franchise where he's charles xavier or um, Next Generation, Star Trek, he's like, once you've kind of like beaten out the role, he's like, there's nowhere else to take the character and you you have to leave it. Like, there, you don't want to be that actor that's just constantly reprising, you know, this role out of sentimentality. So he left Star Trek alone for a long time, 20 plus years. They kept, the last couple of years, they kept badgering him after they started making the new movies. They were like, hey, we're going to revamp Star Trek. Would you be willing to come back? And he's like, no, 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 no. And then when Brexit happened, because you know Patrick Stewart, who plays Picard, he's British. When Brexit happened, um, and then everything started happening in America, he was he felt very pulled to kind of the political side of Star Trek. Because you know Star Trek and Gene Roddenberry, the creator, always had a bit of a political vision for the Trek universe in terms of like what it was critiquing in its culture at an, in its time. So whether that's like the 1970s, and you know um, critiquing. Um, racism by having the first diverse cast on television or you know um, into the 1990s the the films 80s 90s films 2000s and then um, he wanted to use the show to be kind of like political overtly political and talk about what happens when you know um, institutions we believe in fail us and that's kind of the premise of Star Trek Picard his new show is about him you know, being jaded after leaving Starfleet, you know, 20 years ago, 
um, and deciding whether he does he wants to get back in the fight or not, you know, for like wow. the, the soul of the galaxy. But he's very like jaded and bitter about it. Um, he's yeah. So it's um yeah, it's a very interesting show that fe- that feels really timely. Picard. So yeah, Picard's been through a lot. I mean, once you've become a Borg, once you've like yeah, you know, um, lived other lifetimes doing being like a farmer or whatever he did (laughs) he's a vineyard well that's kind of what he's doing like now later in his life like he took back over the family vineyard um but and he kind of are these spoilers or this all comes out no this is like all episode one okay um and and also the last just to give you context the last star trek movie was nemesis back like almost 20 years ago and in that film um his his command his one of his close uh uh, partners, Commander Data, the android, he dies, is trying to save Picard's life. And so 20 years later, Picard is still reeling from the death of wow, someone he considered Data. a best friend, but he never really said it out loud or said it to him. So he's haunted uh, by the world he lives in, which has become more xenophobic and uh, and he's like rest and racist and he's wrestling with that. Um, but yeah, and that's right where you land at the beginning of episode one. But wow! Well, Star Trek's good. It's an inspiring show I for should, the times we live in. It is. I should watch it. I like it. I always like it when I watch it. I just don't watch yeah. a lot of stuff right now. Well, you're not. Oh, this is like prime time. You'd say that. I'm. I feel like I'm busier than ever. Yeah. Well, if you got work to do, not not really than ever, but. I've got work. I've always got work to do, but um, there's just people around all the time now, so it's a little harder to do. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've had you know we had a <clears throat> we had a, uh, a speaking event get canceled, and then just it felt like everything got everything was done. So for me, my world just it really shut down. I mean, apart from this, like and the documentary we've been working on, like I haven't. There's nothing else in my life. Um, so it's weird because it's like. I'm like, am I, wait, what do I am doing with my life? <laughs> it's getting to that point now where I'm like two, like two months into this social distancing like stuff. And I'm just like, what is the purpose of life? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It gets, uh, are you in a dark place? Um, not really a dark place because I, I like solitude. So solitude doesn't bother mm-hmm. me. Um, I do miss, uh, touching people, which I don't mm-hmm. know if you know, but Lisa invited me over this week. <laughs> or like next week, I can't remember. I told her I was like, I haven't touched anybody in like six weeks. Well, at least two weeks. Um, Christian was the last person that I touched my videographer, and it was like a, hey. Uh, so I was like, and then other than going to the grocery store, I you know haven't really done anything. So uh, she wants to write a song, so I was like, let's let's do it. But that's the one thing I miss is just interacting yeah. with people in person. Um, that's funny. I miss solitude. <laughs> you want you want to trade? I actually like being busy. <laughs> you can come, I'll come to your house. You can come to my cabin and just have, yeah, we have, just trade places yeah. for a while. I come in and I'm like like hey Ami and she's like where's Dada and I'm like I'm Dada. Was, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like I just pretend to be you in your house <laughs> to Lisa and everyone's like what is wait what this whole time it's been you like <laughs> who is who is a Michael? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um so what else what else is going on what else is um 
So you like Picard's? We'll you mean back to Picard. what else? That's, always, that's our guiding light. You mean what else is on TV? Because <laughs> I went back and I went back and watched all the Marvel, uh, most of the Marvel films in chronological order. Yeah, like, but I started. I started. I didn't do Phase One because I was like, eh, I'll just start Phase Two on. So. <laughs> Uh, I started with the first Avengers and then pretty much did all the films in chronological order after that, all the way to Endgame. Jeez. But you know what? I did turn off Captain Marvel because that film was just, I didn't understand. I got lost in the first 20 minutes. What? Remember we went to the theater and we fell asleep when we saw, remember we saw Captain Marvel together? We fell asleep. We were in New I Mexico. I Captain Marvel. You fell as we were both snoring through the film. <laughs> <laughs> We were both snoring, but we were tired though because we had just interviewed Richard Rohr and we had that long early day. Remember, and then we yeah. we had a long time till the evening flight, and it kept getting delayed. And so we went to the theater to go see Captain Marvel, but we both sat in the back row and we fell asleep. So I only remembered parts of it, and then so I was like, yeah. I was excited to watch it, and in twenty minutes in, I was like, this film is stupid. I don't really. I don't, it was. I just didn't. I, I mean, when she like becomes strong, it's pretty great. Yeah, I know that part's great, but you know, nineteen ninety five. It's a was, while to get there. Yeah, it's a a long time, and it kept keeps cutting back and forth, or you don't understand the plot. And uh, it's also nineteen ninety five, which is a very weird time for haircuts. Were you high? How can no. you not follow the plot of a Marvel movie? I feel like you. Okay, you can this follow. one was different though. Like, go back and watch <laughs> Captain Marvel. You won't even remember it. Like, I was watching it, and I was like, I don't remember this film. And it was still, it was even more confusing because I, I remember waking up to parts of Captain Marvel and that was it. And then in, when we were in New Mexico and then <laughs> yesterday, I'm like watching the first 30 minutes and I'm like, not only bored, I don't understand what's going on. And the way they edited it was very different from all the other ones. It was like they were trying to be cool, but like not Guardians of the Galaxy cool. So I like her though. Yeah. Brie Larson's I a like great her. actress. Yeah. And also, I have no problem with female superheroes. It's not that. <laughs> you know, sometimes you say that people are like, it's because you don't like strong female leaders. I'm like, that is not true. I grew up with a strong female leader. And all my favorite sitcoms are strong female leaders. What about Wonder Woman? I loved Wonder Woman. That was a great film. See, if they would have made Captain Marvel like Wonder Woman, <laughs> that would have been a, a better film. Um, Gil Gadot did incredible. And that also the new one's coming out soon. Really? Wonder Woman 2. If movies come out anymore. Well, you're right. Well, they will, but I they said uh, that... When? The, probably, when do you think movies are going to come out again? Probably late summer um, or, or early fall. But, you know, AMC is going bankrupt, which is one of, the, one of the largest change. And, you know, I have the AMC pass. Like, I, I go, you know, you get 10 movies oh. free a month. So now I won't be able to go. Like we have a movie club with tons of friends where we all like go see afternoon or evening films, oh. and you pay twenty bucks a month, and you get. They're going to close all the theaters. I don't think they're going to close all of them, but I think a large number of them are, are going to close if they go bankrupt because they can't pay their mortgage through the COVID crisis. So AMC is was that, struggling. Is the bailout not? I guess the bailout's not focusing on movie theaters. Well, they said the bailout won't cover how much they've already lost. Like it'll, yeah. So that's going to be a real problem for the oh film industry. God. Yeah. F- yeah. People just don't go to movies like they used to. So these movie passes were helping because even though they weren't making money off that, you're going to buy concessions. Like AMC, I don't know if you know, but AMC had whole ass meals there. <laughs> like you could get like yeah. chicken tenders, you can get like 
caramelized popcorn. You could get pizza. Oh, like, and like the was, leather recliners and stuff. Yeah, like those. See, the, I, I think they're going to probably end up still keeping a lot of the IMAX because those are the most important ones, I think. Or like some of the like Dolby Theater. Like I hope they keep the one in Burbank that has the Dolby Theater, which is with the unique surround sound. Where like, so when I went to see the, you know, the Lady Gaga Bradley Cooper film, I forgot what it's called. Um, and it was, you know, it's oh, like yeah. a live concert. It felt mixed, and then your seats rumbled with the bass of the the concert. So it felt like you were at the concert. Like I, I'm, I hope they keep that theater and the IMAX theater there. Um, maybe close down a bunch of the other ones around LA. But you know, in Burbank, there's three AMC's next to each other. <laughs> oh man, I don't want movie theaters to close down. But do you go? You, you do go. go the you actually I do go. go. Yeah. yeah. Most people don't go anymore. I love going to the movies. Same. The popcorn, the, the, the fountain soda with the fizzy, you know, you can mix with the Coke machines. And it's just, it's like, it's the way movies are intended to be seen. It's like they're making it. The big screen. The yeah. The screen. Not yeah. not to be seen on this. No. I mean, I have a 4K TV, an older 4K TV that I just got a couple months ago, which which was nice because I've had the same TV for seven years. But um, even watching the Marvel films, I'm like, this looks great. But you know what this would look better on? <laughs> in the movies. In the movies or in an IMAX. But, oh, man. That is, yeah. But, well, I mean, that's just AMC. That doesn't mean all theaters are closing. But I think that's, that's a trend because theaters had already been struggling. Just I like mean, the post office. What are gonna? We're not anywhere close to being able to. I don't know if we're going to be able to have like big public gatherings until there's a vaccine. Oh no, they, they'll we'll be able to do big, big public gatherings before then. I, you know, sporting That's events will come back. Sporting events will come back around Thanksgiving. Uh, oh, yeah, it. I mean, yeah, it just we'll it just it. It's going to oh, depend. Weird. Well, so, <laughs> so are we talking about just nationwide? Because right now there are several states that still aren't doing shelter in place or even social distancing. So we have that right there. Like North Dakota had a, you know, a major breakout of like 500 plus people at a meat factory. And the governor still doesn't think that she should issue a shelter in place or social distancing at all in North Dakota. So I think some cities and some states will be the it'll be lifted. And some won't like so. I, I think mm-hmm. it's just going to depend on where you're living, and then, and then what happens in those places? Well, they die. <laughs> <laughs> but when they die, then it won't. I think more people will begin to shut down. I don't know. Well, may, in those areas, but like if I mean, I'm not. Gonna, gonna bounce back and forth. LA's not going to bounce, or LA's not going to shut down because of North Dakota. You know, like that's now. If it was Las yeah, Vegas, LA's going to be shut down anyway. This is my pessimistic view. Perhaps we should not talk about this. <laughs> no, we could talk about it. I don't, I mean, I don't, none of us know the future. So I'm, yeah. so far we've, we've done really well in this uh, state, this great state of California, which is honestly, again, why, who your leaders matter. And also, yeah, no, it's really true. And, and blue states, especially blue states like ours, we, we do really well and stuff like this. So, um, I actually feel a, a lot of my anxiety is very relieved that Gavin Newsom is our governor because he's doing an incredible job um, and really listening to experts. But he just released yesterday, I haven't read it yet, the article the LA Times just dropped, um, his plan for how to reopen the economy um, and when to like 
kind of like if he were to do it, he was like, these things have to be met. So he's creating a roadmap. So it's not going to be like Trump trying to do it, which I love, too, because he's like, Donald Trump is not going to force us to do something that's not good in the best interest for Californians. So, yeah, we are. If those of you that don't live in states like that, I am sorry. I wish I could help you. Maybe, you know, we can help you organize (laughs) to uh, change out your leadership. I mean, they can still stay home. But we can't. I mean, you can if your job for two years. Um, no, yes and no. Unless the government starts paying us. Unless all. we start going into a UBI thing, which, you know, the Andrew Yang crew is probably all like super stoked because they've been like screaming UBI for the last like year since he's been running for president. Um, universal basic income is a real thing because we are moving into automation. So yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think there's real conversations that can and should be had on that because... To say we can't do it is not fully truthful because we make way too much money, especially off of war. So, um, and now the sale of, of global arms. <laughs> but so at, at some point, you know, if America can't uh, uh, guarantee a job, you know, to its people, then the government, because of the money, they, the, ma- the money and the wealth they amassed from the people deserve to actually give that back to the people. So. Those are my fringy political beliefs. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm actually restraining myself. I'm actually restraining myself. <laughs> On this podcast, this may be the first time because I You're don't actually wanna, what? I don't want to I'm actually like restraining my Why are you restraining yourself? Because I don't want to make people feel worse. Because I don't <laughs> they already are if I really spout out what I think is going to happen. Don't don't restrain myself or don't go ahead. I mean, like, <laughs> listen, what? you can't make me feel anything. So <laughs> we're fives. <laughs> no, <That's true>. <laughs> <laughs> but not everybody's. I'm fives. like, oh, that's an interesting thought. <laughs> well, that's that's why we're not talking to everybody else. Oh, that's an interesting thought. Come on, tell me your worst should've case doomsday the, scenario. Should have been the should have been the five T shirt when we did the Enneagram T shirts. Oh, that's an interesting thought. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think we're gonna have. Oh, your Wi Fi is being slow. I hear it. Like... Oh, it is it. Okay. I think we're gonna have um, President Donald Trump during a. An incredible Great Depression. Yeah, I can't hear like your words are, are slurring. Uh, okay, let me see if I can... Dying from what? From pandemic? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Yeah, well, let's restart <laughs> that whole thing. Um, once you... I... Restart. Can you hear me? Or do I need to... I can switch... I can switch Wi-Fi networks. Yeah, you just sound still? slow. Like it's... Hold it on, almost sounds like you're drunk. Like you're hold slurring... <laughs> Sorry for the Keep poor talking. radio here, everybody. Is this getting any better? Well, what it does is Hello? it slows down a lot, and then it like speeds up a lot. I had to order a second internet line in my house <laughs> because the internet is so bad. You know, you know who it is. It's Lou. She's got a secret phone, and she's streaming Teletubbies That's true. <laughs> when no one is looking. And you're like, "Where's all this power going to? All this, all this." Uh, okay, does it, does this sound better? Yeah. 
Okay, good. That's AT&T. The first one was Spectrum. So that I pay a lot more for Spectrum. So just throwing that out there, Spectrum. You know, it's, Spectrum can suck a D. <laughs> that's how I feel. That's how I feel about Spectrum. I use them too. They can suck a D. <laughs> I get often these days. I get zero upload speed. Yeah, that's you and should I'm, take pictures like I, of I that do speed test. Take pictures of that and send it to them and tell them to refund you part of your yeah. monthly money. Yeah, I want all my monthly money back. Cause yeah, this whole uh, this whole quarantine, I have not had anywhere near the speeds they promised. There you go. Okay, um, what I said is I think that we're going to have a second term of Donald Trump while we're in a Great Depression, while millions of people are dying. <laughs> That's a rough outlook. Mm. Well, I think you might be right about the Depression piece, partially. Um See, I'll take a, I'll take a slightly a op- little more optimistic view, but only slightly. Um, okay. I think I think we will hit a recession. You, you at, think we're going to get Joe Biden? Yeah, actually, I do. Um, I think, yeah. And what percentage better is Joe Biden than Donald Trump? Like eighty percent better. He's pretty better on a lot of levels. <laughs> <laughs> I think like the average human on the street is like two hundred percent better. No, <laughs> yeah. Then Most, Donald Trump. Yeah, because it really his Donald Trump's problem isn't just his evil dark agenda. It's his incompetence. <laughs> it's the fact that he doesn't know what he's doing, which your average person wouldn't know what to do either. That's true. Um, That's true. And so they wouldn't take seriously certain things they they would. But, but I don't um, think the average person is nearly as narcissistic. In America, though, I think so. You think so? Yeah, I got a dark view of humanity. Have you seen how many? um, I do. Have you seen how many selfies people take? (laughs) That's true. (laughs) It's you know my hope is tethered and anchored to the dark reality. (laughs) I mean, when you talk about white supremacy all the time, I mean it's just like it's it's dark. (laughs) So uh, the reason I can have hope is because uh, I have tethered myself to the darkness. Um, I don't know, like. So I'm like, well, if that shit's possible, then anything's possible. <laughs> Hope is possible. Optimism is possible. Oh, God. Um, okay. So, you, so you Joe, do- Joe Biden will will more than likely win the presidency. That, and that's not just wow. I hope, I wish. Joe Biden has national name recognition. Um, he is nationally liked. Um, part of the reason why Hillary lost to, in 2016, though she had three million more votes, was because, um, like, across demographics, she lost, um, like, major demographics of voting blocks, partly because people didn't want a woman president, and also they didn't like her. Joe Biden doesn't have those types of unfavorabilities. Um, even though we watch the debates and kind of see, you know, the way he rambles and, and all those like things that make him feel out of touch, most most of the American population, like, just thinks of him as the vice president that they liked during good times. So he has good yeah. name recognition. Yeah. Um, and he's a sexual predator, which we love. We love that um, in our society. Well, I, th- I think those are pretty serious allegations. Um, at least one, a- there's only actually one allegation of, of sexual predation, which the New York times and other, that's inst- enough. That's fucking enough. Well, I mean, I think those people, whoever they are, should tell their story for sure. But, um, the New York, you know, New York times and other journalists, instant, uh, journal journalists have done, uh, looked in that period of his life because if there's usually one there's usually a lot 
And they actually, New York Times as well, like was like, we can't find any other uh, stories of these. And also no God. one on his staff heard stories like this at sound all. sound like Fox News person, though. Like, we, why can't we have... I sound like Fox News? Wait, let, <laughs> no, me, let just... me tell you what Fox News sounds like. <laughs> Good morning. Let's praise God for Donald Trump today. <laughs> Isn't it amazing that we live no, in a country just, where Trump's our president? We can't... We can't on the other side like justify sexual if, it, if no he, one is justified you think i'm justifying it no i just i don't know what are you doing i'm saying that somebody accused joe biden of uh you know come on mr i don't like to scapegoat people so i'm not trying to scapegoat joe biden i'm just saying somebody if he's a sexual accused, predator and he's senile he seems like he's he's not senile joe biden actually has a stuttering problem which makes him yeah, in, in it, he had it from childhood. You know, you can lose it, you know, through the course of your adulthood. But when you get older, like those types of problems come back. So Joe Biden isn't suffering from mental failure or dementia. He's actually just stuttering from a, a childhood stutter problem that's come back in his adult life or his old life. Well, I hope he's not a senile sexual predator. I hope so, too. And listen, if Joe Biden is somehow like discovered to be systematically uh, abusing women, then yes, that's that's a real problem. Um, but ultimately, uh, you know, there's only gonna be two names on that ballot in November, regardless of who said what did what. So unless you're saying, you know, you're just not willing to vote, then I think people are going to have to wrestle with, uh, you know, they get to wrestle with whether they think that allegation is true. Um, and, and the same would be true about Trump too, like, uh, as well. Like if you think it's true, if you don't, you get to wrestle with whether you vote for that person or not. Um, and so I think the majority of Americans do like Joe Biden and the, the level to which they're showing up to vote for him in the primary is stunning. It far supersedes Hillary Clinton's numbers. So that just shows you that, you know, this argument that Bernie was going to win because or Bernie could be the only one to win is just not true. Because if Bernie could have won, then he, they would have showed up to vote for him. Yeah. But actually, he lost lots of support from 2016. So at this point, Joe Biden is the best chance we have to beating Donald Trump, mainly because he's a guy that Republicans even like. (laughs) So and moderates and independents and, you know, so there's just that. And like I said, we'll see what happens with any sexual allegations like that. That can very well throw a wrench in the thing. But at at this point, I, I think most Americans are pretty just done with all this and they don't really care. We might we might think that sucks, but I don't think most Americans care. They're like, well, if, if they're both sexual predators, then I got to choose between Joe and t- Trump. Which oh, which one's God. nicer? <laughs> like, that's what most Americans, the calculus they're going to make. Uh, I feel weird. Obviously, we're like two guys talking about sexual assault, but um, and with no women speaking into this. But but we're talking about those are the two options. We can't get an option that doesn't have possible sexual predation as part of their life. Well. God! Yes, I agree. But I think we can be angry about that. I'd rather yeah. have Joe Biden than Trump, if only because Joe Biden would probably, you know, appoint people that are not climate change change deniers. Exactly. <laughs> and you he know, would appoint <laughs> he would appoint people that would have progressive agendas too. Like people think that yeah. because they don't get Bernie Sanders, that we get no progressive agenda. Do you know Joe Biden has changed his? Uh, policy for free college intuition 
like changed it. Like he's now open and wants to and is coming up with plans for how to pay for college for families that make under one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars a year. But so, at what point do you go, hey, I know this is a better option. It's still not acceptable and get pissed off. Well, I think, you, yeah, you can be and do whatever you, you want to do and be yeah but i mean that's <laughs> but i mean unless you're i mean now the the thing is though you got to be careful about that because if you do that what what generally i feel like progressives do they paint themselves in a corner where they feel like they're so righteous about like whatever stand they're taking whether medicare for all or you know no to anybody yeah, that's ever been but, accused of sexual ass- but assault sexual assault is a low bar it's a re- <laughs> it's a real low bar um for like, hey, let's you know, let's not have predators for for men of a certain generation. I don't know if that's a low bar. <laughs> I'm just saying. So okay, so they people keep asking. Put Picard in. <laughs> Somebody keeps asking. I think Katrina and then Tanner reiterated. Um, that part is really soured on me or on Democrats. How differently have they treated him versus Kavanaugh? Um, yeah, I think I think there are differences between uh, what happened with the, with the allegation um, from Biden, also the, uh, the the Kavanaugh allegations, and I think I think that's that's a worthy conversation to have. I, I'm not dismissing it or think we shouldn't pay attention to it. Uh, I do think um, what happened to Kavanaugh um, and the allegations that Christine Blasey Ford um, made on him, and the levels to which she was able to s- substantiate. Uh, a number of those are stronger so far than what um, I think Tara is her name. I can't remember her last name off the top of my head than what Tara has been able to make. And so I think, I think we need to pay attention. And I also think um, she needs to, she needs to be able to tell her story and share her experience. But just because that, that is her experience of what she says happened. That also doesn't mean that, that it did happen. And the same would go for Kavanaugh too. Like, you know, you can believe women and still, also know that that doesn't necessarily indict every man that's ever been, you know, accused of um, sexual misconduct. And I, I think, you know, the conversation is legitimate and, and deserves to be had. I also think, too, this would be a different thing if COVID wasn't happening. That's also the difference. I think people need to realize, like, it feels a little trite to be talking about an allegation of sexual assault, of sexual assault 30 years ago while we're in the middle of the worst global pandemic America's ever faced. And the world has ever faced probably on this modern world has ever faced. Is, so I think, tr- I think that conversation will come back around once COVID dies down too. It's not trite when it's, we're going to, we're thinking about who's going to help lead us through this crisis that we're in. It's like, who's going to help lead us. We need to know who's, worthy of the task yeah and 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 this is a real question if if somebody has uh committed sexual assault you know x amount of years ago and and it's not a reoccurring pattern let's just say it's not let's just throw out more hypotheticals let's say it happened 30 years ago it's not a reoccurring pattern um oftentimes it is but not always maybe it was a mistake maybe it's something somebody learned from um do we then say somebody can never hold any type of leadership if they've done X, Y, Z ever? I think those are just, I'm posing it as questions. Like, I, I just think those are important questions that we should should have. And if and maybe the answer is yes. Yes, if you've ever raped anybody or, or pressured anybody to have sex, then you don't deserve to be in any type of leadership. Like, that might be the answer to the question. But um, I also think we've got to know that that is 
that is part of a lot of people's stories. And the question becomes, uh, um, for men, particularly men that have committed type, those types of acts, like, is there redemption and reconciliation for you? If so, does that mean then, then you are able to hold a type of leadership platform? Yes or no? Like, I think, I think collectively we have got to wrestle beyond mere allegations of impropriety or sexual behavior and really, um, look at how do we heal and rectify these like these types of broken relationships and broken trust. Um, I think for me, it's just like I don't have an opinion about uh, what stations of leadership demand what levels of like uh, historical, uh, you know, like behavior good behavior you know like does does a senator have never been should a senator never have been arrested for anything i i don't yeah like i'm just saying what i'm upset about is like we're talking about the most powerful person that we, we were giving all the power to who and we it seems just like a really low standard and and, and we haven't had great options for a while it feels like that we can't we can't have somebody that doesn't have like in, these really bad skeletons in their closet yeah uh, well you know republicans made that calculus too they were like eh, we all have bad things in our closet and so they did that unfortunately with trump you know like they they tried to like they they kind of created a cheap form of grace of like well we'll just absolve you of anything because you're making you're getting our interest you know, our agenda through. So we just will absolve you and not care. Um, I, I don't think Democrats should make that same mistake. I also don't think that um, they should use any allegations um, to to weaponize them in a way um, to, to hurt somebody who still has, you know, like denying that those things have happened. Um, I think I think there's a middle ground there, and I don't know exactly what it is. I'm not claiming to be some like guru on this. Um, um, again, I'm a man talking about this, so I, I I would definitely defer probably to how women, particularly women who survive sexual assault, feel about this. Um, but somebody Tanner just asked, would it be different if Biden apologized or acknowledged it? And actually, I've I've me and a friend sat and thought about this for a minute openly, and we were like, actually. No, it wouldn't. And mainly because if you're Joe Biden and you see the way uh, the culture is, but this goes for anybody in politics right now. Nobody's really apologizing for anything in politics anymore, because even if you're sincerely apologizing, the level to which that's going to be used and weaponized against you, um, it doesn't make sense. Like, let's say Joe Biden did it, but then learned from it and then whatever. It still would be political suicide for him to talk about it, because then it's like he's weak. And that's honestly just oh how most God. Americans would see it. Is I, is your week? And and again, you can make that calculation. Maybe no, that I makes him weak. I agree but. that that's the political strategy. What's upsetting, I think, is like seeing how dark our political system is, <clears throat> how twisted and perverse it is. To get that the fact that we can't have any candidates, like that, our bar is so low on character and on past that like it wouldn't pass for when I'm interviewing nannies. Yeah. Like, when I'm on care.com looking for a babysitter. Is that what you use? If the, <laughs> I have, <laughs> uh, 
not like we've found a couple people on care.com that have been babysitters for a while um if there's like one of the reviews that says this babysitter sexually assaulted our children i'm not like well let's let's hear her out you know let's hear let's hear her out and see it's like i don't even want I, let's find someone else there's a lot there's a lot of people that uh don't have these sort of allegations in their lives and it's just but i imagine like in a similar way that if you were looking for mob bosses you probably have a lot of checkered pasts uh people that are in that field looking to become a mob boss it seems like that's more mm. in lines with our political system yeah than well any decent human beings so i do only actually i do blame the system partially i agree with you but i also i i think i more blame us because that is more of a cultivation of who we we love you know and we 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 love those types of of people and that's about that's about us that's you know the political system you know laws that were changed to make that more possible were only changed because we decided we wanted somebody who would entertain us you know we want democracy is the problem um, our our interpretation and application of democracy is the problem. <laughs> Seriously, like you got you ask people like you know I, I just finished Tiger King. Did you watch Tiger King? I I watched the first episode. And okay, I, wanna, I don't please. Okay, don't spoil it. I won't spoil it. But you know it's about a, it's about a cult of personality basically. If you saw that first episode, and just but to me part of the reason why it's so popular is because we love that type of person. You know we love the narcissistic, overly confident. You know. Yeah. Um, gun toting like independent like pulling myself up I'm making money like yeah. we love that is America and so yeah. as long as those people exist for some reason we think those people deserve the highest <laughs> forms of leadership <laughs> because oh, and, th- and that's more a reflection on us like collectively um, and what we allow in the public space and in our you know public institutions so yeah. democracy to me necessarily isn't the problem like Liz Warren always talked about structural change you can change laws that make things more equitable for all people but at the end of the day I can't take out of you know I can't take that like God and country thing out of you know <laughs> some people's hearts like that's that's deeply rooted to something an idol that people are holding on to um, I mean, it's like kind of Lords of the Ringy. Like anybody that wants to bring that ring, yeah. Like anyone that really wants it is probably not the person for it. That's the like anybody that wants to be the president of the United States probably should not be the president. It of the United States. it takes a certain level of like grandiose like thing. I wouldn't. I I don't know if that means everyone that runs is a narcissist, but to some level, you have to be self focused. Um, to to, to run be like, for president, I'm, I'm the one. I'm the yeah. one to do this. I can I can take on the mantle <laughs> of leadership. Give me. Yeah. <laughs> it should be. I think it should be like jury duty, where you just we assign who we think is best. Our that, society's like that, sorry, that is what we Gates, do. You've, oh, you mean no, just anybody? No. Like we have to like force somebody? They don't, they don't. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they're just they get a they get a thing in the mail that's like sorry, you've got to be president for the next party. <laughs> Jesus, sorry, Oprah. Sorry, it's your <laughs> yeah. turn. I don't care that you don't want to be the commander in chief. You've got to lead the army <laughs> now. That is that is crazy. <laughs> like somebody that is trying to, or at least like maybe we we jury duty, you know, twelve candidates and then and then oh vote God. on it or something. Oh my! God. Well, we we do they do that. But That's they what the primaries they are. Campaign. They shouldn't campaign. They could, we should have debates. 
This Listen, is my, this is the U.S. according to me. This is why <laughs> I am voting in November for Captain Picard on my ballot. Yes, <laughs> me too. Captain Picard, Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Oh my God. Can you imagine President Picard? President Picard. That would be fantastic. Would unite the United Nations. And it, yeah. And we unite humanity. He would unite humanity. Um, one, you know, once he's not jaded. Um, that's why. Uh, yeah, we got. He's got. He's got to get back. Oh, but President um, Picard. President Picard would just do take fabulous. a minute. Just, I'd like to lead a quick meditation. For <laughs> <laughs> All hail Locutus. A visualization <laughs> meditation. <laughs> All hail. Lo- just imagine that John Luke Picard is. He's real. Mm-hmm. And he somehow traveled here from the future to be our president. To be our president, and and he came with uh, number one, Commander Riker, as as his vice president. And Data, yeah, and Data and Android will be the uh, the Secretary Data. of Defense. <laughs> no, it, or the, he can he can he can Data will handle the COVID situation. Would he? I would put him on the Supreme Court because he, he doesn't he won't get sick. He can go everywhere and like be in charge of. The CDC and doing everything. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's not a no, problem. No, he's not a he's not a medical officer. Like that would be Doctor Crusher. I guess that's true. We would put Doctor Crusher. <laughs> yes, the the, the redhead. Yes. We'll put the redhead in charge of. Uh, um, and then Counselor Troy will be over. We'll create a Department of oh Mental my Health. God. Department of Mental Health. Counselor, Counselor Troy. Counselor Troy was part of my sexual awakening. Oh my god. <laughs> <sighs> You know what? And they did that on purpose, just for boys like you. <laughs> Ooh, President Janeway says Tanner. <laughs> President Jane, hey, I, I would. President mind. Janeway is good. What about Vice President Janeway? No, not Vice. Well, if we got Picard, then, Picard, yeah, we got Picard. She's, but, but you know, I would, yeah, I would say Vice President Janeway or Vice President uh, Cisco would be great. I don't and know who Cisco is. Is that um, he's a Deep Space Nine captain? Deep Space Nine. That's why I don't he was him. good too. Um, but. I don't know, guys. Just watch Star Trek. There is actually a some really deep shit going on in Star Trek Picard, though. That I'm not going to spoil, but there is this interesting conversation, multiple conversations on like the nature of sacrifice and 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 love and like existentialism and like what is reality. There's some like real like deep, deep, deep stuff on like um on questioning the nature of reality in there that you would that you would actually deeply appreciate. It's actually one of the main themes that goes from episode 1 all the way to the last episode. Hmm. Uh that is just it it kind of theor- the whole season <clears throat> of Picard is out already? Yeah, the whole season all 10 episodes. Oh, okay. Um yeah, it you know, it has it poses this question like right at the very beginning, which I'll say it's not a spoiler. Oh, right. Which is what is the to watch it. is reality a game? Is it a simulation? Like that's what they they ask, and it it kind of it kind of you think you lose it for a little bit, then it shows back up, then it and then at the very last episode they kind of like okay 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 you know answer this in a really beautiful way. Yeah, I'm just I want to explain to people it's like if they like get lost in some character, you know, some people don't like char- shows that do strong character development. I've noticed yeah. Picard does strong character development, so you like if you feel like wait what's going on, you have to like you just have to pay attention, and then it'll all pay off like at the end and it'll all make sense. But so some people, I, that's why I say that because to let people know, Hey, you have to watch it to the end. So you don't get like lost halfway through and feel like yeah. I don't, under, I don't understand where this is going. They're not answering my question right away. So 
you know, most people. Do you think, go. What? No, finish what you're gonna say. I was gonna say most people are superficial TV watchers, so yeah, that's why. What? A, <laughs> this is quite a conversation. Do you think people should listen to this conversation? I don't know. I I don't know what people should or should not do <laughs> for the mo- <laughs> like most part. I want to think that I do, and like, sometimes we talk about I things. Feel, <laughs> I don't know if this leaves people in a better place. Well, you, <laughs> I told them that there's a strong possibility Donald Trump will not be president. It's not inevitable. No one's Could, inevitable. Trump yeah. can still win, but you know, I was trying to leave people with a sense of hope because, truthfully, the numbers look really good. They look way better than Hillary ever looked at this point, and they're only going up. So, so Mob Boss B looks like he might prevail over Mob Boss A. Well, Mob Boss B at least wants to remotely hold himself accountable to the coalitions that he built and also oh, the, the sense of America. So I'm like, hey, you at least are trying to be the president of all people or want to be the president of all people. And actually, when he was vice president, you know, he led that way. So, I mean, he has a record on this and people know that. So. That's, uh, you know, the only thing that's going to fuck it up is the belief that, you know, Trump is inevitable. And also, uh, you know, people that, you know, don't believe in incrementalism. They believe in dramatic change or nothing. That's the only way this gets fucked up. So don't be too pious that you can't take some incremental change because you're not getting what you want overnight, progressives. Um, so Tan- that's just a little read. Tanner says, who do you think will be chosen as vice? Of course. The horse that I backed from the very beginning, um, the great senator from California, Miss Kamala Harris. I think she is likely the choice for VP. Um, it could be anybody. It could be Stacey Abrams. It could be Tammy Duckworth. He's going to pick a woman, he said. So there's several strong women, even people throwing around Amy Klobuchar. Um, she would be a great choice. Um, so I don't think Biden can really go wrong here. But I do think um, if it makes sense for him, he should probably choose Kamala Harris as his running mate, especially since black black people really put him on in this election. So um, I think I think I like Stacey Abrams, but I also I think she's not tested enough um, on a national level. I think she needs to win her governor's race. That's my thing about Stacey Abrams. But hey, if, if he picks her, I'm down. So um, I want somebody that has more experience than Stacey has right now. But so Kamala Harris. That's who is more than likely odds to be the vice president. Well, we'll see. We'll see if we have elections. It might be Chancellor Trump. So, did you say Chancellor? <laughs> you know, that's that's he would prefer that too, actually. So, I, again, you know this, Michael. We like. I'm not Mister. Like, don't speak things because what if they happen? But I'm also like. I think we made a, a real fallacy in 2016 when we said Hillary was inevitable. And I think we're people are doing the same thing when they say Trump's inevitable. Like it's like who no one is inevitable. No one is the supreme leader who's above the law. No even when temporarily they look like they are and no one um everyone has a weakness and everyone can fall even Trump. Like that doesn't just because we don't allow it right now doesn't mean that there is no bottom. And I just think that's just the thing about human nature is at some point, even the worst of the worst have, have a reckoning and, you know, the greatest reckoning is death. But like, so I don't know. I I've always been like, yeah, he can win. But to say it's inevitable, is just like, 
it's just like saying Hillary was inevitable. And that was, that turned out to be totally wrong too. So. Okay. Well, for this meditation, find a comfortable seated position. Are you really about to do a Picard medica- we're, meditation? We're in... <laughs> Imagine yourself in an AMC theater. Yes. Seated in a plush leather recliner, popcorn. A Coke. A, a vanilla a Coke. Coke. Oh, a vanilla Coke. Mm-hmm. What about a vanilla cherry Coke? Is that too much? No, that isn't too much. That's really good. Or also vanilla lime. And what know, about some milk? What about some milk duds on the side? You know what? I'm not a milk duds guy, but or I would M&Ms? do bunch of crunch or M and M's. M and M's is pretty universal. Bunch yeah. of crunch. Wow, interesting. Mm-hmm. President Picard has just solved the COVID issue with Doctor Beverly Crusher. Crusher. Beverly. <laughs> <laughs> Deanna Troy has solved all of our mental health issues in the <laughs> in the country. And now we're about to watch the new Captain America movie <laughs> that got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes because it got significantly better. <laughs> um, what's his name? The Captain America guy? <laughs> The the guy that has America's ass, what's his name? Um, I don't know. Jamie's in love with him. Yeah, uh, Chris Evans. Yeah, yeah, Chris Evans. I would Captain Marvel, not Captain America. I meant Captain Marvel. Thank oh, you, Tanner. Brie Larson, you mean? Brie Larson. Yeah, not Captain America. I was trying to do a throwback to the Captain Marvel movie, and I fucked it up. Captain America. Nah, that's because you didn't watch Captain Marvel. I was with you. You were asleep. <laughs> I was asleep. Apparently, and I but in my memory, I watched it and enjoyed it thoroughly. Okay, well, everyone wants the Picard uh, meditation to be dropped separately. (laughs) Imagine a universe (laughs) in which the Federation of Planets has solved world hunger. (laughs) Earth is now a place where poverty doesn't exist. There is no more racism in this utopia. (laughs) Oh yeah. Let's just take it in for a yeah. minute, you know, just like be in that scene. It's a good scene. That's what I love about Star Trek is like when I tune into Star Trek, black people exist in the future. There is no need for capitalism, except if you're a Ferengi, uh, which is silly because they're just dumb. But the Federation doesn't use money. Everyone just seeks to better themselves and better, you know, all the galaxy, you know, through their individual gifts. And, uh, you know, sex seems to be really, like, free and loose around there. They've got whole planets dedica- <laughs> dedicated to it, one called Ryza, in which you can just go explore your sexual passions um, <laughs> without getting an STD because they've been able to, you know, vaccinate you from that. Also, you can yeah. hear every language as if it was your own um, around the galaxy. I mean, this is yeah. <sighs> one day, guys. It's why I, I watch Star Trek reruns when I go to bed to to bring me peace from the chaos of America. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Trekkie. You're welcome. I hope this doesn't cause anyone great instabilities in their lives. Well, long and prosper. 
please, please forgive us if we speak incorrectly around uh, the sexual assault <laughs> oh, allegations. This. Everybody's doing it. Look at <laughs> Come that. Come on, guys. That's great.